You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from the fields of Trenzalore, where the doctor stands. Yeah, well, time is... Time is unfortunately all of a sudden about to become relative again. Yeah, I, I say we've got time, but I have no time. I mean, today I do, but right. usually it's like, go, go. Right. School started Wednesday. Yeah, how was opening for you guys so far? Um, It was interesting. So, I, I mean, it went fairly well. Uh, I think. I mean, so they started Wednesday, so there's only been three days so far. And on the one hand, it was great to have all of the kids back in the building. I don't think I even registered how, like, weird it had been for the building to be quiet all summer and empty. Yeah. So it was really nice to have, like, kids in the halls. But, it, I mean, it really did feel like a like a Twilight Zone episode. Walking around and, like, the kids outside during recess all have masks on feet up in games like the normal way or like some during recess some of the kids had opted to stay inside because it was really really hot and you look up and they're like standing in the window waving but they've got their masks on like i don't know it was just this weird kind of surreal thing you know the desks all being spaced apart they had um stickers on the floor in the hallway so that when kids are like waiting in line they could just stand six feet up like it was weird it was weird how are y'all doing lunch um so we it's about to be a real private school moment they have a catering company flick Uh that does their school lunches and so yeah and they have like these circles that you stand on to wait in line again space six feet apart and then when you go up you're not allowed to touch anything only the flick serving people because they gear or and you just tell them what you want and they put it into individual boxes and stuff like that and give it to you to take back to the classrooms and eat uh, okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, yeah so that's that's i mean i mean essentially that's what our schools here are doing yes they have to eat in the classroom yeah they have to eat in the classroom but it's it's a th- honestly i mean i i at the moment kind of like being able to this it's something i almost had wished i could have done in the past just because I'd rather work through lunch and not have to stay super late, but yeah, sure. That's just me. Sure, yeah. yeah well, so it's different. New world, new world. It is the new world for all of us. A new world calls across the ocean. Yeah, but see, I think if I had known it was this, I just wouldn't have gone. <laughs> Would have hung up. Wouldn't have answered. Screened. Gone to voicemail. Have you seen the T-shirt in your social media feeds? 2020 um, one star would not recommend yeah <laughs> i've seen a lot of stuff like that but not um, that particular one just a yeah a lot of memes sort of like skip um like you know like the skip ad but it's like skip to 2021 <laughs> things like that um or oh, what is the other one i can't even remember it's just it's it, i've seen a lot of amusing memes about like 2020 and like 
all people who might have written it or things. Uh, you know what I mean? Well, so I've, I've seen the memes, the memes. Well, three years ago, you and Michael and I sat in an office in <laughs> Avon Hall at Mississippi College, and we had our first recorded conversation. Yeah, that's crazy. Three years. Because I mean, this is officially the first episode of season four. Because we've already completed three full years. This oh. is the first episode of season four. You're right. I just, in a minute, I kind of forgot about my scene like because in a second i was like did we start this the first year of my masters and four that i knew you and michael was my senior year so okay caught up totally totally back on that's weird this is season four of the podcast Ta-na-na. what in the world that's crazy well so here we are vocal fam you've missed us all summer You've probably yeah. missed each other all summer. <laughs> Seems like weird time to be alive. None of us expected to be living life in a global pandemic. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, nope. It's weird. But here That's we weird. are. And uh, we're going to keep going. We have lots of life updates to share with you at this point. Sure do. Sarah's got a new job. We sort have of. a podcast sponsor. We do. I'm sorry. Can you hear the lawnmower behind me? Sarah's lawn's being that. cut right now. Yeah, we rent a house. Actually, the property people, um, they pay to have the lawn done and stuff, but uh, poor timing. Lawn's being mowed. It's exciting stuff. It's an exciting day. I, I might cut grass later today. My grass needs to be cut this weekend. I just needed it. It's rained a lot. And honestly, it's not a terrible day to do it. it the weather has been decent. Awesome. A million degrees, essentially. Well, Vocal Fam, listen. Season 4 preview today, basically. That's basically what today is. Season 4 preview. Like a teaser trailer. It's like a teaser trailer, but it's like except, a whole episode. Yeah, it's I was like, going to say, like, except not a teaser it, because like, we're here the whole time. It's like the day that the full trailer dropped, not the teaser trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Or just the first episode. It's, it's hard to say. Or like one of those things like they released the first three minutes of Umbrella Academy Season 2 Lost. before they released the show later that next day. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Oh, gosh, because we haven't even really talked about that yet, have we? We haven't talked about anything. Oh, Let yeah. me just tell you, vocal fans. That's true. That's true. Brains. I, I have so many things I want to say because we haven't podcasted in for, a while. Forever. Um, first, I would like to say that, that I am uh, very thankful for the opportunities that I've had this summer. Um, It has been a whirlwind, honestly, of a summer. Mm -hmm. I want to give first very special shout out and thanks to every member of the research team, Dr. Ian Howell, Kayla Godero, both from New England Conservatory, Chadley Ballantyne from Stetson, Joshua, Dr. Joshua, Dr. Chadley Ballantyne, Dr. Joshua Glasner from now Clark University, 
uh, and the five of us uh, for all the work that has been done on improving best practices for online applied music instruction. It has been a incredibly intense, rewarding, invigorating journey these last five months. Um, you know, going way back to our platforms paper and now all the stuff we've talked about with Soundjack. Mm -hmm. uh, it has been really, really rewarding. I am teaching all of my lessons this fall at MC over Soundjack. Awesome. Um, I'm going to use... Whenever a student has a laptop, I'm going to use Live Lab like we're on right now. If they don't mm -hmm. have a laptop, I'm going to go ahead and use Jitsi on their phone. Jitsi, yeah. Um, but, uh, and hopefully, hopefully the next time we talk, oh, fingers crossed, say a few prayers or a bunch of prayers. Or a lot of prayers. Wednesday of this week is our first departmental recital at Mississippi College. Oh! And my faculty collaborative colleague and I are planning to open the Mississippi College music department year mm -hmm. with two songs live streamed to YouTube with us in separate places using Live Lab, Soundjack, and OBS. That would be awesome. So will you do it from your house or your office? Offices. Makes sense. Uh, I actually have posted a diagram of what the setup will look like technically, a technical diagram. By the way, that's so become cool. a new uh, favorite activity of mine is making diagrams, diagrams and flowcharts. I love diagrams. Like, I didn't know it would be a thing that's very uh, rewarding to me. Like, maybe I, I am not. You like lists. Why would this be any different? That's true. A diagram and a flowchart. It's a list with pictures. Um, like, I'm not, I'm not surprised at all. I'm actually surprised you're not super into, you know, um, have you ever seen those things where it takes you through like, oh, what Netflix show should you watch? next and it asks you all the questions and it like takes you i'm surprised you're not super into making those oh i've never even heard of that. like you know where it's like do you want to watch a comedy yes no did you like this show yes inches there's a name for it but it branches down and it trickles down till eventually it says you should watch this or fill in the blank anything like that well i i made a flow chart for how to use sound jack on windows love it I made one diagram of how to set up the recital live streaming that I've already canned. But <laughs> <laughs> I already threw out. Okay. Um, made another diagram of that. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's weird. Like I sit there and I, I actually been doing it in Word with all the grid lines turned on with shapes. Really? It's very rewarding. It's, it, you know Is how- Is it easy? Yeah, it's not hard. You know okay. how like um, sometimes like when you just do something that's sort of menial and but that yes. when you're done, you get to look at it and go, ha, huh, yes. look at this thing I did. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, no, I know exactly what you mean. Very hands on. Doesn't take a whole lot of thought, but like you have this substantial thing to show at the end. Like I did this. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so very excited about that. So listen, Vocal Fam, I promise you may hate it, but I promise you're going to hear more about online teaching best practices this year because that's been your life for the well, past like six months. months. Six, six months. months. I was, I was yeah. gonna about to guess six months, but I was like, has this really been going on? I mean, about for six, six five, months? five or six months. And then I realized it had. Um, I've been I, like I said, I, I'm teaching all of my um, lessons through the well period right now online mm-hmm. um that's awesome and uh i've helped one colleague get set up with clean feed um to, to cool. use for some of their online lessons okay okay yeah, yeah and um so that's uh was, was able to help with that and and i've we've been honestly that's the other thing i wanted to say about this summer is just i'm so grateful like i said after nats to to Alan Henderson's offer for me to lead the boot camp with Josh and he, mm-hmm. and um, we got to repeat that for Voice Foundation last Sunday. Mm-hmm, I saw, and that's going to be translated into like four languages or something, which like is that. incredible. Three but languages. it is information that people need and want yeah. right now. Yeah, and I mean, y'all have done the le- like. Why would they done the work? Y'all have spent hours figuring this out and. Hundreds, I think people need that, want that. Hundreds of hours. Yeah, I can't even imagine. And you know what's interesting? You know one of the things I'm really grateful for? What? Beyond being grateful for those people and the opportunities that we've had to serve the community. Because mm-hmm. and honestly, I want to be very clear. Up until well, sort of now with my advertisement last night, I've made not a dime on any, oh, yeah. any of this. Well, uh, and even your advertisement last night, it wasn't. It, it's not like you're selling. It's not. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's I'll not talk super about that. For in, I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but I, I, we've really been trying to just help people and serve mm-hmm. the community, and I really believe that we've done that. Um, I forget how many views the boot camp has now. It's something like twenty five hundred. Um, it's so. I mean, it's and I think combined, my Soundjack videos on YouTube have like over seventeen or eighteen hundred views. Yeah. Up to that, up up to this summer, I think I had like a total of three hundred views of any of my of total YouTube views. <laughs> I, I feel you. Because I mean, who wants to just hear some other tenor sing? You know. I know, right? Like, I think my my most popular YouTube video has like nine views, and honestly, I'm pretty sure like four of those is like my mom or something. <laughs> so. Hey, mom counts. Yeah, some, yeah. So yeah. anyway, hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll do a live stream performance this week to give proof awesome. of concept of, I've learned to use OBS. That's another well, very recent thing that I learned how to do. It'll be a great demonstration for the students and the faculty to see, hey, this works. This is an option. Like, do not fret. Yeah. I mean, and we are going to use the fast music boxes for that because the fast awesome. music boxes actually reduced our network latency by 75%. Oh, definitely. Then. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Like, it went from being usable on the Windows machines, which is probably mm-hmm. what I'll do on a daily basis. Yeah. I might use my own fast music box in my office, which will help our two-way latency because it'll be able to buffer the other computer better. But, uh, but yeah, it, it reduced it by, like, it went from, like, displayed latency of about, anywhere from 11 to 16 milliseconds to displayed latency of four. Oh my gosh, um, that's crazy! Or 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 and going from four down to two. Um, that, 
So right. if, you, right. if you take that, about an average of three plus the one-way latency of the of the um, of the focus right, because I was able to use the focus right for that, which is about 5.7 milliseconds or six. It's in mm -hmm. that ballpark. I mean, you're talking about literally the distance of being in a room with somebody. I mean, yeah. if not if not less. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very cool stuff. Very cool stuff. Hopefully that's hopefully that'll work out this week. I'm a little bit trepidatious about it. We're gonna test it on Monday. We're gonna test it on Monday. Okay, good, good. Testing it out's important because. Yeah. I mean, not that MC Wi-Fi is not the most you reliable. You can't use Wi-Fi. Oh yeah, you gotta be connected in. Yeah. Actually, the that's the thing. The 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 LAN is great. Is it really? It's just the Wi-Fi network that's terrible. Gosh, yeah, the Wi-Fi network is horrible. Oh, it's horrible. But I was never plugged into the to the LAN network. Yeah, so. no, 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 no. The the actual wired network is fiber optic internet. It's great. Oh my gosh, I was missing out. Years I was missing um, out. It's just the Wi-Fi that's terrible. That sounds right. Um, and it's it's bad. Oh, I know it's bad. I mean, it's. I you know, know what's I... interesting too about the Wi-Fi because we've tested it a lot this summer. Mm -hmm. It works better to video conference on a mobile device than on a laptop. Oh, I totally buy that. No, I used to when I was on campus with and like had my phone, I would turn my Wi-Fi off and just use my data on campus because I hated the Wi-Fi network. But that's, I mean, I'm glad that the. Um, oh no, the wired like, network. That was my good. first. That was my first concern. Yeah. Was what is the wired network going to do? But that makes sense that it's fiber because uh, a lot of the well, neighborhoods. It's through C-Spire. I was gonna say most of the surrounding neighborhoods have fiber. Yeah. So yeah. it's funny actually, there's not a lot of places, at least out where we've lived in Atlanta that have fiber. Isn't that odd? Yeah, it's 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 really hit or miss sort yeah. of. Um, we just thought that, oh, it, we were, when we moved here, we were like, oh, I bet like everywhere has fiber there. We'll get, you know, that. But then we moved to Smyrna and there was no fiber and we were like, okay, whatever. And then we moved up towards Johns Creek. We're like, oh, I bet it'll have fiber. And it didn't have fiber either. Yeah. But, what it's else? very hit or miss. Although I've heard multiple Georgia residents complain about the lack of internet infrastructure in the whole state. It's it's a yeah, that's a thing from um, what I've heard. Even in the Atlanta metro. Oh, that's um, yeah, no. Um if we had if we had gone with like AT&T, which is what we'd always used in the past for internet, we could have had 25 was what we would have maxed out at, like 25 whoa. it's megabytes, right? Per second. Gigabytes. No, it said MOOPS. Oh, okay, okay, M MBPS, yeah, yeah. But um, whereas we prefer, I think we currently pay for like three hundred, maybe six hundred. Yeah, we're on it. We've we've upgraded to the gigabit plan. Um, mm. so with that's Com awesome. with Comcast, um, because I'm trying to pre be prepared to also do some online teaching from the house. Totally. Anyway, on that note, Vocal Fam, um. I, I, like I said, I've really been careful sort of to try to not to profiteer at all um, from any of this information that we've been trying to share with anybody. But at this point, we've shared it with enough people. You have the resources. Um, if you are interested in uh, some online voice lessons with yours truly, I am running a mm. special right now. And I, w I would like to say one or two things about it. The special is that I'm, I'm running a special offer for fall 2020 where I will, for the cost of 10 voice lessons, and I have a slightly new, slightly higher rate than I used to use, even as of last week, 
Oh. Um, <laughs> but I've only raised it a little bit. Um, anyway, for the price of 10 hour-long lessons, I will provide you 10 lessons. Good. That's nice. And I will buy you an audio interface bundle, including audio interface, mic, XLR cable, and headphones. It's a good deal. I'm doing this for two reasons. One, to help grow my private studio, which every, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, every voice teacher has a right to do. Mm-hmm. But also, I really want to get more tech in the hands of both voice teachers and voice students. And so if any of you out there in vocal fry land would like safe voice lessons over the internet with someone who at this point is very adept at teaching online in mm-hmm. multiple styles, please give me a shout out. Check out my website, nicholasperna.com. The information is on there. I'll send you some information and uh, would love to have you as a client. Already had some hits in for, of interest. That's awesome. Since you literally just posted yesterday? Yep. All right. So um, definitely uh, interested in um, hearing from any of you vocal fam who would like that opportunity. Uh, we can sort of even turn it into, you know, half voice lesson, half pedagogy for your own students if you're a voice teacher. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, or or whatever. I mean, you know, uh, or just you just want it to be about your singing, then we'll make it about your singing, and Maybe we'll turn you, you into a. Maybe you just need a friend. Turn it into a rock. Turn you into a rock star. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe your goal is to be Joanne Jett, um, and that's that's cool. But anyway. The one thing I'm asking of people is that they pay for the 10 lessons up front, mostly Mm -hmm, so that the cost of the audio interface isn't coming immediately out of my pocket, even though I'm giving it to you to keep. Um, So anyway, we've just heard lots of complaints about accessibility and the haves becoming more haves and the have-nots becoming less have-nots. And I'm just trying to create an opportunity to help battle that a little bit in what way that I can. So that's, that's the deal folks. A uh, little, I, like it. I rarely use the podcast to try to self promote, self promote. Um, I think it's okay. I think you're okay. okay. This is a as deep, long like, as you're okay with it. I'm fine with it. Okay. So go to nicholasperna.com sir, under services, my services tab, and you can read more about it. I feel like you've promoted enough other people. You're allowed to occasionally mention, you know, your own website and like, oh, the fact that you, you know, try to make a living, especially <laughs> when you're like, not even just like, ah, oh, yeah, this is pure profit. Like, no, no, I'm going to do you this service as well. Like, I'm pretty, gosh, what a terrible person. There's I'm, a lot of sarcasm there. I don't no, know if that translates. No, 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 no. It was, I think everybody got it. Okay, I think everybody good. got it. Uh, let's see. What else, Vocal Fam? Okay, big news. Vocal Fry has a sponsor. We do. Think about all the jokes we've made. Okay, and by we, I mean, I think it's mostly usually me saying. No, I've sp- made it. You've made it too. <laughs> That's true. We've all. Let's I just think be real. Michael was the first person to ever do it, though. Yes, but we ran with it. Oh, yeah. We yeah, took yeah, yeah. it and we said, yep, this is a great idea. We're just going to shamelessly be like, hey, if, if Netflix Kroger wants to sponsor the vocal for our podcast um, but we would be okay with that as it would turned out one of the one of the many activities that i got to do at nats national was interview kari reagan about her book a systematic approach to wait am i saying it wrong a systematic approach to voice um her new pedagogy book which i am going to use this year 
Mm-hmm. Oh, and, cool. Um, I'm excited about that, actually. I totally believe, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you reference it enough that I think it totally makes sense. Yeah, because it does cover evidence-based voice pedagogy in yeah. one of the first two chapters. And Anyway, all that to be said, after a lovely interview with her at National, um, which is on Plural's website, I believe, under the book, uh, we, ha- we had a lovely chat with Plural Publishing, um, multiple correspondence over the mm-hmm. summer. Uh, thank you to Kristen from Plural for helping facilitate this relationship. And Vocal Fry is now sponsored, coming to you, not live, because this is not a live show. No. But Vocal Fry, coming to you from Plural Publishing, uh, one of your great online resources uh, for uh, voice pedagogy, speech language pathology, and medical texts on voice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, we're pretty excited about it. Oh, definitely. I, we have some awesome interviews coming up. We do. Pluralpublishing.com is, of course, the website. Yeah. And uh, last week, we had a chance to speak with Karen Brunson, and we'll be dropping that episode next week. Yeah. On the whatever next Friday is. I've already got it scheduled. Like the the episode's already edited and let's see. I can whatever I Friday can whatever Friday is of this week. I think it's the twenty first. I was gonna say the twentieth. Okay, twenty first. That 21st. on the twenty first, Karen, of course, our immediate past president of Nats mm-hmm. uh, and author of the Evolving Singing Voice, um, about lifespan voice. Uh, we had a lovely chat with her last week and mm-hmm. excited for you guys to hear that and a little bit of her journey and um, perspective on, on the book. And it's, it's a great book if you don't, if you haven't had it, have a chance to read it yet. It's been out for, I think, two years. I think, I think two it years. Yeah, I think it said 2018. 2018. Yeah. Um, so you can get it from the Plural Publishing website or absolute, Amazon. A, a, abs- or Amazon. Um, and uh, We've got a number of those now authors coming up this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been in contact with pretty much everybody there. So it'll be about one plural author interview every month. Is yeah. it, it, There might be months where there's none or months where there's two. two. It will depend on people's schedules um, yep. and ours. But uh, we're going we're gonna to try to get it about one a month. Um, and we'll Exciting. see how we do. There might, like I said, there might be months where there's two. Um, but we're excited. I think, I think it was seven. I think we're going to do seven books total. Um, I think so. Seven sets of authors because some of those books, like, for example, the, vo- the Vocal Athlete um, has two authors. Mm-hmm. So, and some of the books have three. So, but we're really excited to have uh, this relationship with Plural. And big yeah. thanks to them. Um, for believing in, in us as a podcast and gosh, like I said, season four, big things come who in the world knew. I feel like every season there's just crazy things that have either just happened or happening, you know, lots of life changes over this, over summers. I mean, yeah, except you know, what's strange, Sarah, What? this is the first season where we've actually had a repeat where the writers didn't write anybody off the show. Oh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> season one was officially you and Michael and I every week. Yes. And season then, two was you and Leah and Leah. I every week. Yeah. And, and then, then season three was you and I. It was just, yeah. Us. And we've had more guests last year. 
lot of guests. A lot of guests. More guests in season three than we've ever had before. Particularly, gosh, last spring getting ready for national. It was like one oh, guest yeah, after another. Crazy, but awesome at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was amazing. But then season four, the writers didn't write anybody off the show. I'm okay with that. Well, there, I mean, let's, I mean, you know. I, Mostly because there's only two of us. <laughs> no, I, <it'd> guess, be. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, they didn't get, nobody, nobody else in the supporting cast got the note that. Uh, Not that, I mean, you know, Michael's been back on. I mean, Michael, of course. Michael's yeah. a podcast uh, regular. He's, he's that, uh, he's the. Um, he's the like recurring. Um, yeah, he's like you, coach like, on New Girl. Yes, like Coach or um, Jamie and I are rewatching. Well, we're rewatching Brooklyn Nine Nine or the, the Pontiac Bandit. That's what. Yeah, we yeah. just watched that episode. He's, he's, ah. That's right. That's right. That's Doug right. He's, Judy. He's Doug Judy. That I is that is okay totally with that. right. Michael Michael <laughs> actually he might, might be, be Doug, Doug Judy. Judy. Yeah, that's yeah. possible. Yeah. Uh, nah. Yeah. In a Brooklyn Nine Nine world, I could. He might be Boyle. He, is uh, he boiled? No, I don't think so. Are you sure? I don't think so. The, I was thinking fam, about the food aspect. If you've, uh, if you've not watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine... Oh, I see the, your point there, though. Yeah. You have a point. I hadn't I thought know. of that. There are a few boil things that we watch, and I'm like, Michael? Michael, is that you? If you've not uh, watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Vocal Fam, that's, that's, a, that's, a decent, that's a decent binge uh, in your happy times, if you need some happy times. Uh. And you know, it's funny, the first time watching it, I said like it took me a little bit longer to get into than some of the other shows I really enjoy. Yeah. Going back around, it's funny, they actually hit their stride so much earlier than you realize. Yeah. Like watching it again, it, like I was like, "So many of those kind of comedies, season one didn't land for me." And yeah. then I thought they were pretty much on it. Yeah, that was my thing. Like going back, I'm like, "Oh, these are a lot better than I felt like they were." But I think some of it was not so much even them not knowing who the characters were, but like it was me not getting the relationships between the characters and all of that. Speaking of things of this yes. nature, and okay. and I mean. It's very vocal fry. Okay. It's funny because I had an email from someone who was telling me, I don't watch Doctor Who or what did they say? Or Star Wars or something. But but you guys make it interesting. Well, you should because it's awesome. I bought, I have a, coming in the mail, a Doctor Who mask, a Star Wars mask, and a Harry Potter mask. I have three Baby Yoda masks. I've thought about buying some Baby Yoda masks. I haven't done it yet because I was like, Sarah, stop buying masks. Technically, two of them are like Star Wars-y, but, but one, I love one, is, it. one is just Baby Yoda. I have bought, but I'm buying like the geek chic masks so I can wear them to work and people won't be like, Sarah, like, why is there a, I don't know, yeah. Darth Vader on your face? Anyway. Well, what I was going to say, though, is, um, and I was going to wait to talk about this a little later, but since you brought it up, over the course of the summer, I've rewatched like about half now of Doctor Who series eleven. Oh gosh, which one is that? Jody's is that first season. Oh, okay. It is way better than we gave it credit for. I'll rewatch it, but I didn't like it. Way better. Like, okay, it's interesting, particularly off the heels of season 12, you can now see where Chibnall was going, the story he was telling. 
Okay. Because you remember how we complained? It was like terrible writing. It was just one-offs, and it was this, that, and the other. First of all, the cinematography in HD, because we were watching that season originally in, in standard definition. Okay. The cinematography of that show in high, in high definition is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. I'll give you that. That uh, that's just never done it. People who are like, ah, the cinematography of like that doesn't do it for me. Second point, he was writing things in that season that made no sense until this season. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm willing to give things when a second chance. When you go back, just go back and watch the Ghost Monument. The Ghost Monument. Okay. You you also realize just how in Jody's doctor by that second episode she was already. And it's interesting for me because this is the first time, like, because I came into Doctor Who during Capaldi's run. Yeah. And this is the first time for me that I had, like, the normal Doctor Who thing of... New doctor. I don't want to see this doctor go. I love mm-hmm. this doctor. Who's this new doctor? I hate this new doctor. Now I'm in that, gosh, this new doctor's first season was actually way better than I thought it was. I need to really reconsider this entire doctor, etc., etc. I There are definitely duds of episodes in that first Space season. Stitch. Yeah, the Saranga conundrum, terrible. Um, also, arachnids in the UK, <laughs> terrible. Uh, there, there are some stinkers. Okay, but let's not forget that Matt Smith did dinosaurs on a spaceship. Oh, I know. Every season, never forget the really weird episode that Ten had with the monster that would absorb people and their faces like right. stuck out. That was a weird. The first man, the mannequin episode. Like there are, there is always like one super weird episode. At least one super weird episode every season. But it's interesting to me. I almost wondered if the general populace, without even being aware of it, was viewing Jodie's doctor through a misogynistic lens without even realizing it. Even they, though they were saying, oh, I love Jody, but I hate the writing. I'm not, now re-watching it, I'm not sure that it wasn't just plain old, old misogyny. And because it, it, she is excellent. Like, really great. Now, it's funny you like say I that, because one there of are, my there issues... There are a couple of episodes at the end where the writing falls flat. No doubt. But rewatching Rosa, rewatching Demons of Punjab. Well, Rosa was always really good. Right. I, I'll give you that. Right. But I didn't necessarily like the woman who fell to earth the first time, the, 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 her pilot. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And it's interesting because when you first watch it, you're not sure at all who these people are. Yeah. Now that I know who the people are, they were already those people in that episode. And that, I think, is unnerving as an audience member because you, you, you need to learn who they are. And so at first you're like, ah, who are these people that don't know how to write these characters? Nah, actually, they were writing them from the get-go. 
Anyway, sorry, you were going to say No, something. it's okay. Um, my, it's funny you mentioned, like, thinking it's misogyny because actually one of the reasons I, I have not cared for her doctor as much was feeling like it very much felt like a mostly male-written character um, mm. in that, like, it annoyed me that we finally have a female doctor who so often just kind of seemed helpless and like she had no idea what was going on and they keep saying she's really smart but all evidence kind of points to the contrary and she just never really seemed to know what was happening and i was like uh like why is the first woman like woman doctor have got to be so incapable and just kind of stumbling across things or i don't even have a problem with like her team being the one that saves the day a lot of times it just bothered me that that had to be the dynamic the first time we have a woman doctor, that the woman doctor doesn't get to be in control in the way that she had been in past seasons. Because so, that bothered me. You know what the interesting thing about that was? I've not, I remember thinking that when we watched it. Mm-hmm. I have not felt that way at, on the rewatch. And it might, I might need to rewatch it. I just... It was not my my favorite. Um, certainly going to keep watching because I, I do love Doctor Who and there are always aspects I love of it. But she has not been my favorite. And that was disappointing to me because I was so excited about getting um, an, well, any time when you don't. And I, and I tried to be open even going into the second season because I had experience going from 11 to 12 was the first transition I saw where, like, uh-huh. you know, it, I experienced it live because yeah. um, I had been watching up through 11. But I had felt it, too, 9 going to 10, 10 going to 11. There were always several episodes where I was like, I don't like you. You're not, you're not, you're not the doctor. You just think you're just some actor they hired. And then, like, five <laughs> episodes in, I'm like, oh, my gosh, 11. Or, oh, my gosh, 12. You know what I mean? So... I've tried to keep an open mind with her. I, I can't say, and it might just be that she's never my favorite doctor. I mean, be. that that could just be it. I know some people feel that way. Some people feel that way about 12. I actually really like 12. Some people feel that way about 9. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. everybody has there. So it might just be that she's never my favorite. But I do need to go back and, and rewatch those episodes somewhere i hate that they keep moving doctor who to more and more like obscure streaming services because like yeah i i can only do so much you know i'm yeah. not gonna get a stream i say i'm not gonna get a streaming service just so i can watch one show which is literally what i did for picard but but i will Sorry. say cbs all access does have other shows that i really like if you guys have not watched the twilight zone it is bananas we haven't because we, we finished Umbrella Academy. Okay, so wait, wait, okay, wait, wait. Before we go to Umbrella Academy, I want to jump okay. back and forth because I want to come to Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. Okay. okay. You need to tell everybody. Can you tell everybody about your new job? Is yes, that a thing? they announced we can, it. We can, we I can, can say it now. Okay, I can say it. Sarah, yeah. tell them. All right. Well, uh, only like been a week since it's been official, but I am the director. <laughs> it's a longer title than it sounds. It's the director of the Mount Pisgah Arts Academy. And also there's summer camps. I got talked into that one. Um, so, yeah, I'm still working in admissions and still teaching voice lessons. Yeah, why would I give anything up when I could just keep adding full-time jobs? Like, if I get a few more, Jamie could just stop working. It'll be great. No. Um, but She's yeah, kidding I, about that. 
I'm I am a hundred percent kidding about that. I don't think I yeah. Um, no, but I am the director of the Arts Academy at Mount Pisgah now. So um, very excited. It's I'm definitely excited to really get to be doing so much more with just all of the arts it's not even just music you know there's art ballet dance um in general like there's so many different things that you can do sort of getting to head that up coordinate it redirect it whatever um a little bit of a crazy time to take on that role because i'm also having to like manage uh coronavirus protocols and things like that which is a little crazy um but yeah uh that's that's my new my new job i mean yes it's my new job still working in admissions just now it's just lower school and preschool and then i'll also do their summer camps so we're happy a for lot Sarah. of different things i'm super excited yeah if you live in the atlanta area and you're like wow because we're open to the community if you want to take some I'm, this is my plug if you're looking to take private lessons we have voice piano most of the instruments you can think of and a variety of classes so um if you are out there in the atlanta metro yeah if you happen to live in the area or if you're like wow i really want to teach this class hit me up because i can do that now i have the power how what sarah what would be the best way for someone in the atlanta metro to contact you um so i would email me at s at mountpiscaschool.org. My How last name is spelled P, yeah, P I G O T T. And then when you do the mountpiscaschool.org, it's M O U N T. Or actually, you know what? You could just go to the mountpiscaschool.org website and. How does um, one spell Pisgah? P I S G A H. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, if you just go to the website, my email address is like, first off, you're going to stumble across my email address because it's going to pop up because they'll be like, hey, we're enrolling. Why don't you email these people? And you'll see my email there because I work at admissions. If you go to the arts page, you'll find my email because I'm doing that now. Or there's also like an inquiry form for the arts you can fill out. For that matter, if you even feel really, if you reach out through the school website, you're probably going to hear from me. Because there's like an admissions inquiry. There's an arts academy inquiry. They all come to me. And if people who... If you're still lost about it, feel free to reach out on the Vocal Fry social yeah. media. We'll get to you. We'll get to you. It, you, you. It's not that hard. If you just Google Mount Pisgah Arts Academy, you're, you're going to get there. You'll, you'll you, get there. You'll get there. Or if you just, yeah, find me on Vocal Fry, like, I'll get you there. Sarah, we should update the Vocal Fry website with that information. I probably should. Yeah, I, I need to update that because that's only really been official a week now. It's been very quick. Um but definitely excited. And I feel like some of these, all these people that I've been trying to get through the admissions process really quickly in the last few weeks, you know, I'm the main person they're talking to. So they've heard from me, heard from me, heard from me. And it's funny because then all of a sudden they're putting in these inquiries to the Arts Academy thing. And it was before they had like fully announced everything. So I'm reaching out and they're probably like, is there anybody else at this school? Is it just this woman? Like, yeah, there are a lot of other people there. You just happen to keep running into me. And then they met you in person, and they were like, right, who's the person I need to talk to? <sighs> I know, right? Actually, most of these people still haven't met me in person just because oh, they definitely haven't. Parents are not allowed in the building, so. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, a weird year. Like, during the morning, instead of it's carpool and, like, 
you have to put your hazards on and someone comes and like takes your kid's temperature they like can't even get out of the car until we make sure none of y'all have a fever because if you've got a fever you're going home yeah they're doing two temperature checks one entering the building one at the beginning of the day at the in the classroom as well Mm -hmm. um so it's uh lots of checks we have like isolation units set up if a kid starts to exhibit symptoms that we send them to till a parent can get them it's crazy yeah, we have like a, a ward of a dorm that's for that. That makes sense. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, Crazy I'm just very world. I'm just very excited to teach my voice lessons mm-hmm. online and because the bottom line is since I don't believe that we should be singing unmasked in the same space as another human. I mean I think obviously based on the Boulder data released this week, I think that you it, you can't say it's no risk, but it's less risk to be to speaking the tight of fitting noises, mask to be wearing a very tight fitting mask and sing for a short period of time in a room with mm-hmm. someone else. Um, I think is one thing, um, and then l- allowing that room to be vacant mm-hmm. so that aerosol can clear out with air changes. Um, I think that is one thing, but I think that uh, that's different than group singing. Oh yeah. Totally different game. But I can offer my students a better product at this point over Soundjack unmasked with them alone in a room and me alone in a room. That's one of the things that like I keep trying to explain because most people, the instant reaction when I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what we're going to do with voice lessons is just have them wear a mask. And I'm like, okay, like that's really easy to say. And like, yes, if we do any sort of in-person anything, it's It's going to be be masked. masked. Yes. But... The huge thing with voice lessons, like, if I can't see what their mouth is doing, like, almost what's the point? I mean, yeah, we can get some stuff done, and I imagine that's something we'll probably end up offering. Like, what I'm toying around with at the moment is maybe, like, if, because we usually offer hour-long lessons, is, like, if they sign up for the hour, like, you can do it, but it's going to have to be broken up into separate times. Like, you'll just have to in the week. Because, like, there's just no way I'm going to sit there and do that for an hour. Also, I'm not going to make you like that would be a lot when we're talking about like maybe finding a mask that we require, like a specific mask that we require sure. them to buy with the tighter seal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, with the tighter seal than most of them, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, we all have it like I bought some masks and they just have little gaps, which probably fine for like when I'm just running to the bathroom and, and stuff like that. But. Anyway, well, crazy times, anyway, crazy, crazy times, times um, and I, crazy times, you know, we're, we're all going to get through it and uh, somehow there will be another side of this for the arts. Yeah, um, and I'll be interested to see it. And I would just encourage you to stay plugged into your arts organizations, staying aware. There. <laughs> As of right now, I've still got a gig in February. We'll see if really if come February that gig still exists or yeah. not. Yeah. Um, but right now, our plan is if this thing works on Wednesday, our plan is to live stream voice recitals in the manner that we're I doing. I think you should doing this. Uh, so, will you do that for like? Um, normal kind of 055 Wednesday afternoon. That's more complex. And, yeah. And I don't think so. Mm. Because I could only use one room once. Yeah, you'd have to have a bunch of rooms set up, essentially. Right. Um, 
And uh, obviously, with one of those rooms just being the accompanist by themselves, which of course they could just keep using. Yeah, 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 yeah. Their room just you know they're just, they would just stay put. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's a it's a thing that's it's possible. Um, the video is actually not very difficult. Like the video is pretty easy because Live Lab they could just keep coming people in and out, and that that's easy. And you could, it's not difficult with Soundjack once, you, if, if everybody's on the stage, um, it would just, uh, you just have to have enough room set up and, mm-hmm. and the singers need to be used to singing on Soundjack. Um, and I, I believe that, that I'm the only one of our faculty who's actually using Soundjack. And so, um, mm. Yes. It would not really be fair asking a student to walk into a situation to perform that they haven't, they haven't used rehearsed it at all. in. You know? Yeah. So, but that is what you're going to do for recitals? Well, the only two recitals we've got this fall are in my studio. Oh. Well and then. that is the plan right now. We can't cool. have any outside audience members on campus anyway. I didn't know that. So the plan for now is to do the recital with the singer in one location, the pianist in another location, have Uh those signals mixed in one computer running OBS Mm -hmm. to delay the video or audio, whichever way it needs to go. Yeah. And then OBS streaming that to YouTube. And then that YouTube stream playing in the recital hall with Mm -hmm. an audience and then, of course, their families could be at home watching the live stream. And then the singer and the pianist could come into the hall onto the stage and For take bows. a mask and take a bow. That's nice. That still lets you have that feeling. It also gives you a way to monitor whether or not students actually attended. Because, of course, I know you'll, you'll have to do stuff like that. Uh, no, um, no. We've, we've changed all oh, that for this semester. It? Yeah, we've amended all of that. That's probably good. We, okay, we amended. Minded. We amended. There are... There are we amended all those requirements. We, we basically remade the departmental recital requirements for this semester. Makes sense. Um, they they can attend sense. live streams and turn in reports. Okay. Um, That's nice. Uh, so, yeah, but I'm excited. Um, I'm doing a virtual studio recital this fall. Um, that would be cool. Uh, all BIPOC composers. Um, wow! Uh, as a sign of solidarity and inclusivity, after the events of of this past oh, yeah, summer, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that. Okay, it t- like it took me until you said as a sign. I thought you said all by Bach. No, compo- by BIPOC. I, and I got that then, but when you said at first, I was like, I mean, there are several Bachs, no, so no, no, I no. guess I get it. No, but I'll- also that's an interesting choice for a like. I didn't think you liked him that much, but then it like it, as you said more, I was like. Uh, that that actually makes a lot more sense just yeah. all around. So we've got some art songs. We've got some cool. spirituals on it. Mm-hmm. We've got some pop songs on it. Fine. Um, so it's 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 got some variety. Mm-hmm. Um, but those that all that rep I've got. <laughs> thinking that I might have to be running tech support for Soundjack for the next month. Yeah. Um, I have all my repertoire already printed, scanned. Every, everybody's wow. everybody everybody's got links to accompaniments if they need them just to practice with even though they're mm-hmm. gonna have an accompanist in lessons over mm-hmm. soundjack um, but uh, so you're on top of it you're ready to go I am ready <laughs> I 
I, I've never been probably more excited or prepared for a semester, honestly. And my only hope is that, we, that we're able to somehow stay on campus. Um, that's that's be, beyond kind of... the financial ramifications of what would happen if we don't. Yes. Um, is just the sadness of, I think there's a, I think there's a really awesome, one of my colleagues this week said, we need to be socially close, but physically distant. Yeah. I mean, that's been one of the huge, you know, when I was talking about first day, we, things that were weird. One of the things that I did not anticipate was how amazing these kids were going to be at following the rules. Like, they don't have to wear the mask all day, but these kids, like, the students. Oh, no, our school does. They, 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 they can take the mask off in certain situations if they want. Being, like, when they're sitting at their desks, because they're all six feet apart, as long as, like, nobody comes within that space, like, that's when they can take it off. Uh-huh. But most of them are wearing it even then. Mm-hmm. And it, it hit me. I was like, it's because they real they want to make this work. Like, I think they are terrified if they're going to have to go home again and not be it like it's so weird to say that about kids they're so worried they're not going to get to be in school yeah. yeah it's crazy but i think they they realized how hard that is not just academically but like emotionally yeah to not be around other kids so it's yeah, crazy that's right that's right so fingers crossed that all of these plans i mean and also too like there's just been so much thought put into most of these plans like an amazing amount of planning that you just you do hope it works you hope and nothing else for a while maybe delaying the inevitable but be there for i think two months they would appreciate it that's right that's right so anyway god bless all you guys who are out there in the u.s particularly starting school and in all kinds of different ways some of you are probably fully online Mm -hmm. some of you are probably hybrid um some of you are maybe face to face i i i I can't i i don't know obviously what all of you are we probably have listeners of all three yeah um, yeah probably into all three categories um but uh god bless you and um boy i i hope everybody stays safe um that, that's yes. my first and foremost concern is is everyone's yes. safety um you know i feel like the last six months I've, I've been saying like all i've talked about has either been covid or soundcheck or well let's say i don't on, think on, you're wrong let's say online do this count teaching. as the same things like they're all wrapped up in the same universe. As, as, and COVID. as uh, Dr. Howell said at one point this summer, he was like, everything is about everything now. Um, but uh, it was so refreshing <laughs> these past three weeks that we've been running the acoustic vocal pedagogy course at New England Conservatory. Mm-hmm. And it's been so refreshing each week we've done so the course is just live and online through may but uh like the lectures are live through through next may um so anybody could still sign up and 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 take the course that's awesome we then had three live zoom calls one that ken led and then one that ian led and then one that chadley led and then cool. we did breakout rooms and, and this, that, and the other. And, um, and then those live chats will be added to the 
the the mm. the videos what like, they can access yeah like if you signed up now you could still go back and watch those live chats oh cool but um it was really nice talking about singing mm-hmm. instead of coronavirus and soundtrack, or soundtrack. and yeah. it was interesting honestly so like ken ken did the fundamentals sort of the backbone stuff mm -hmm. and you know that stuff that stuff is it, it's at this point it's just such a part of my dna oh yeah that like it doesn't even register as like i, I, I was happy to talk about that but it was funny going into week two we when we were talking about psychoacoustics and perception and, and stuff and ian's work uh which we called theory i think was the unit cool I went in kind of that day kind of like nervous because I hadn't had a chance to watch all the videos. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I got to leave one of these breakout discussions, <laughs> whatever. And then Ian did his like setup of everything. And I was like, and then like I found myself just answering questions in the chat like it was second nature. And I was like, hey. oh, yeah, I, 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 I know. I know I, about this. I teach this information. Yes. <laughs> but it was like I had forgotten. I'm glad it came back. Um, <laughs> it actually came back very naturally, but I was seriously like going into the call. I was like, Oh God, what if I like, what if he talks about something everything and I'm like, you've ever known? And I was like, Oh, uh, uh, and it was weird because we started and I was still kind of nervous mm -hmm. and then it started. And then I was like, Oh wait, Oh no, I know all this. And <laughs> okay. So now you know how I felt going into, um, our talk on during Nats. That was me. I was like, <laughs> What if I have forgotten everything I ever knew about, not even just pedagogy, but like specifically about this study I've been involved with for like the past two years now? I'm, by the way, I haven't even told you. I haven't told anybody. I, I'm going to be a guest on a Nats chat to talk about that. Uh, oh. In, I don't know when. Sometime, in a time. It's in the middle of the academic year somewhere. <laughs> Makes sense. Let's just, hey, that's awesome. Let's just say in the middle of the academic year. Yeah, sometime sometime in in the future. So, sometime that in the future. That still exists. Time is regaining its meaning, which it, is that's where nice. we started. Yeah. Time, oh, we've have we come full circle. Time regaining its meaning. Have, speaking of coming full circle, <clears throat> I'm really. Like, oh gosh. Okay. Yes. Vocal fam. Last summer, we didn't really have much chance to talk about this. Although I think we did talk about it on an episode. I didn't because I didn't watch it till this spring. Oh, you might have you might have so mentioned that you watched it never and you liked talked it. about it never addressed umbrella Vocal academy fam. umbrella academy is a netflix show just it is. just released season two about two weeks ago yeah based on the graphic novel of the same name mm -hmm. it is amazing it really is like i was not expecting it to be that good okay can we just talk for just a second to start out? If you've not watched okay. it, if, if, if vocal fam, if you've not watched it, this would be the point to shut off this podcast. That's true. This is your warning. Like we've loved that you've been here. Thank you for joining us for the beginning already. of season four. Or yeah, good job. But also, like if you haven't watched Umbrella Academy, get out. Check out. Go now. watch it. Um, Unless you're never gonna watch it, in which case, stay and listen to it be ruined. It's totally your call. Yeah, but we are gonna and, talk and about it. And as Michael would always say, this is the worst possible way to hear about to, Umbrella Academy. That's accurate. <laughs> That's, yeah. If you've not already watched it yourself. Yeah, just go, um, go watch it. It's a good show. I would like to start here. Five is the best. I love him. 
And that's you would love five because he's a crotchety old man. I love that actor so much that like the kid actor he's specifically, so like he's amazing because I watch him and I forget that he is in fact only sixteen. But the episode where it's he fighting himself. Yes. Oh my gosh, that was hysterical. I was like, okay, so this is happening. All right. It was so great. He is. I very much enjoyed it. By far my favorite character. I like him a lot. I really like. Um, oh gosh, number two, Al- Allison. Allison. I really like Allison. Yeah, I couldn't remember her number for a minute because we they I referred her as her. I love her. I think she's such a complex character, and I love that she has learned from her mistakes. Okay, can opposed- we can we talk about that? How how complex these characters are in a comic yeah. book show, which is fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, I'm gonna be real. You know who gets on my nerves? Victor. Uh. Victor, wait, which one is he? Number one. Uh, number one, yeah, Luther. Luther. No, Luther, Luther. Luther. I was gonna say, I was like, who the heck is Victor? Luther gets on my nerves. He is so stupid. Oh my gosh! Like every time I'm watching, I'm like, could you be any denser? Like you are the definition of all brawn and no brain. Like season one, I'm halfway rooting for him and Allison. Season two, I'm like, no, Allison found a better man. I knew she could do better than you, and then she did, because I love her husband in season two, whose yeah. name I've already forgotten. Yeah. But I do love him yeah, and her, great. not Luther. Vanya has her moments. I mean, Ellen Page is pretty great. Ellen Page is, like, as an actress. She's cool. pretty great. Okay, literally, though, in the first season, the minute her little creepy boyfriend dude walks out, I looked at Jamie and I said, that guy's evil, he is evil, and he's going to unlock her powers. And Jamie was like, what? And I was like, she has powers. She totally has powers. There's no way she doesn't have powers. And that was right. I Loved figured that one out. the scene this season where all of a sudden their dad has more lines than he's had the entire show combined in one yes. scene. Yes. <laughs> Which, like... And then takes off his costume. It takes off his face. And it's funny because, like, in the part when um, they showed him with his, like, I guess wife not not the doctor he did but the wife on the obviously different planet because i didn't know anything about the graphic novel so i didn't know there were aliens in the show until then and all of a sudden i'm like okay that's not earth <laughs> and jamie goes it could, he's like it could be that i was like that is not earth jamie and so then he jamie. takes his skin off and i was like okay so you're you're like not just kind of an alien like you're an, ali- an alien you're an alien like because, you know, like, there are aliens that look human and are essentially, like, no. it's almost just like another culture. But, like, no. No. No, you're an alien. But can I just say the scene between he and Five was good at the bar. I liked that. Whoa. I loved that. That was like a Whoa. I enjoyed that. I liked, I, character developed season. Really like him in Crazy Girl, whose name I can't remember. Say you that know? again, because you cut out a little bit. Say that again. Diego. Oh, I felt like Diego. his character starts to develop a little more this season. Crazy Girl. Him and Crazy Girl, whose name I can't remember. Uh, the Handler's kind of adopted. Um, yeah, What's what was her character's name? Um, right? It's left me. Jenny? That was that it? Right. Let me just look at I guess we could just uh, look it up. We're terrible podcasters. We, we didn't come t- prepared at all. Eh. Eh. That sounds right. But I thought she was so cool. And okay, 
I've been trying to figure out her powers. She can just mimic whatever she's just yeah. like. Exp- yeah. Okay. That's that's what I figured her. Oh, my phone totally could hear. Like, must have heard us talking about this because it brought up Umbrella Academy. Yeah, of course. I did. didn't even have to type it in. Of course it's it crazy. Um, two, just so we're, you know, pointing that out. Lila. Lila. Wow. Yeah, Lila. Like her. Um, and this. Okay, what do you think about Klaus? Yeah, I'm. I. I, I mean, he's fine. I. I feel about him. I think he's kind of maybe the... It's interesting because in some moments he's very real and then some other moments I kind of feel like he's a stock character that I could kind of deal without. Yeah, like it just varies. Like, Well, I, th- I guess I just felt like he had so much development and growth in the first season and then it was like we totally backtracked for season two because all of a yeah. sudden he's a cult leader. Yeah. Which I get that like they had almost had him grow... I imagine they weren't sure they would get a season two. And I imagine, like, so they had him do all this growth, but then there was nowhere really, like, he was so developed at that point that there's not a whole lot of other places to go. Right. right. Except apparently cult leader. Well, I mean, when all else fails. I guess that works. Cult leader like or voice teacher? Or are they the same thing? Are they the same thing? Mm-hmm. We're just kidding, vocal fam. Are we? Wait, yeah, we, oh, we're kidding. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh, see, that's where I left. Uh, I'm not quite sure where to go from there. I'm not really sure. Speaking of not knowing where to go, so now we backtrack to a little Pogo. Oh, yeah. Baby Pogo. Baby the Pogo. Mm. And it made me so sad when you start realizing with Grace and like, oh my gosh, this is like, she wasn't just some pretty lady he made. Like, there's a lot going on there. And obviously he, like, as an alien, had a weird attachment to her. I I, still can't. The alien thing, like, at the end of this, I was just kind of like. Can we talk about the Swedes for a second? Oh, gosh. What was that? What in the world? There were, okay, as much as I love the show, like, season two had some things in it that I was like, what are we, what is happening? But, you know. It, it kind of reminds me of, like, it's not nearly as gritty as, like, Watchmen. But Jamie said that, that it reminds him of Watchmen. I haven't it kind seen of reminds me of Watchmen in, the, in, the, in that one moment it can kind of be completely and utterly absurd. And, and like, then, two seconds later, oh yeah. it can be, like, really heavy and, and it relevant. And it did have some super... Yeah. Yeah. My one, like, kind of complaint was I felt like for the most part of the season, for season two, it was kind of a repeat of season one. There that was, was my one complaint. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, Vanya's going to blow up the world blow again. Blow up the world again. Yeah. yeah, Vanya doesn't know she has powers. Yeah. Starts to realize she has powers. Loses control of powers and almost explodes world. Yeah. However, there was enough other stuff that I really enjoyed that I was like, Whatever. Dad, as long as we don't do it a third time, I'm cool with it. Well, I don't think we are, based on the Oh, yeah, end. it definitely seems like we're going a new direction now. Obviously. Obviously. Five, what did you do this time? I don't know, but he messed up a lot of stuff oh, somehow. Oh, my gosh. Which makes sense. I've actually, like, in watching this season multiple times, was like, well, how is this, like, 
what does this do to the timeline? Like, I was surprised there wasn't more that got messed up. Right. Right. So. Yeah. But if you put, yeah. if you put five and the 12th doctor in a 40 year old man's They're body. Very... That seems right. That seems right. Yep. I like five. He's a little bit of a weirdo, him and his little mannequin. I mean, he's got some, some issues, but. Oh, no question. Don't we I, all? I like, he's just, it's just, it's such an interesting show. Yeah, it such is. Such an interesting I, show. I've, I've enjoyed it uh, very much. I started watching, the. I watched the pilot. I need to watch the second episode of Lower Decks, the new Star Trek animated series. I keep seeing ads for that, and actually I think it looks funny. The, I kind of yeah, want to watch it. It is. The pilot was, it was funny. Okay. So is it like. When, as, as, as a general rule, I don't tend to like adult com- comics, it, if that it, makes sense, it is, animated shows. It is definitely that. And that was my one qual- it's, like it, The Simpsons. I don't like Bob's Burgers. It's not The Simpsons. Forget That's good. that. Good. It is very much, though, a Star Trek show. Okay. See, and that, that's why I'm like, I'll give... But. I like Star Trek. It is also very much, I would say, a in the Kurtzman verse Star Trek show. Like it is Alex Kurtzman is the showrunner for all three. He's like the the head of creative activities for Star Trek right now. So he's over Picard, Discovery and this and Hmm. the up and coming Enterprise show. Interesting. Um, He's. He's the he's in he's he's the Kevin Feige of Star Trek right now. Well, I like a lot of his stuff. Um, it, I guess my big thing is like, is it is it crude? It was not. There were okay. some. There was some, you know, adult comedy, but it was again, like, not anything crude like Family Guy. Yeah, those are the no. shows that like I I don't I just no. don't enjoy those. Were at there all. was there some language yeah there were I mean, some curse fine. there were some curse words that's fine um were was there some sort of ridiculous like kind of silly stuff yes and i'm totally like look i have a five-year-old sense of humor throw me a, like a, some toilet humor any day yeah no but it was not vulgar because okay. that's where i i think i for me that's often a turn off sure sure um, um no it was that was not my that is not what I'll i probably give it a sh- that's not what i thought about it um i haven't watched the second episode yet the second episode is live Okay. Um, but one thing, just thinking okay. ahead, since we're talking about Star Trek, and I'm thinking about it, because I don't know when I'll be thinking about it next. Yeah. Star Trek Discovery starts in October, Sarah. You've <laughs> got until October to do two rigorous seasons of Discovery. Something terrible? Oh, it's terrible. It's horrible. I never watched the last two episodes of Next Gen because I got too emotional and I wouldn't watch it because I didn't want it to end. So. You've never watched I didn't all watch good the last things. Two episodes. No, I didn't. I know. I just 
I just, it was, I just, I didn't want it to be over. And I had loved watching it so much. I was like, I can't, I can't have it end. And I had been watching Picard where all, he was all sad and old. And I just really was loving him. You know, he was in his prime and they were all in their prime. And I just was like, oh, I can't watch it. So I didn't, I didn't do it. I'm, anyway. Yep. You really need to watch Discovery because Picard PhD will come back. Yay. In the fall, uh, as we have time uh, to do Discovery Season 3. Uh, I'm yep. not going to do Lower Decks like that. Um, no, I don't think it... I, but It's quite as much to dig into. But Discovery is like watching that roller coaster you guys went on at Six Flags. Yikes. Like over and over again every episode. You know how like a show... Mm-hmm. You know how like okay so on next gen, and okay. a lot of shows do this. You know how like on like particularly like eighties and nineties dramas or even like Lost esque kind of dramas. Remember how like on, even Breaking Bad did this a little bit. Um, like on next gen, there would be the A plot, and then like the B plot, like a B plot, and then like maybe Deanna even a piece of a C plot that you kept hearing about or something. Yeah, like when Diana and War for like romantically kind of a thing like yeah. that was a beat plot to me right. i was very invested in it um perfect example right and almost every episode of next gen has that yeah star trek discovery is like the d plot could all of a sudden kill a main character i love it that's how i mean i don't love it i would get very upset but also that's how like rigorous intricate. They're almost all in the same. They're all A plots. And it's like, and now we're going to, it's like, it's like kind of like, it's again, it's not as um, vulgar as Game of Thrones or as violent as Game of Thrones, but it's like that kind of paced storytelling. I buy that. Okay. So it's funny, you know, I said the stuff about vulgar. Now I haven't watched the TV show, but I've read all the books, Game of Thrones. I've never read one of those books. They're good. I mean, they're long, they're dense, and they certainly take, but they're good. Yeah, okay. Very good books. Would recommend. All right. Anyway. If you're ever just like, wow, I've got several months to <laughs> invest in this. So, Vocal Fam, if you've missed hearing us two idiots sit here and talk for an hour every week, yeah. guess what? We're back. We're back. <laughs> Woohoo. So, reach out. Give us a shout out on social media. It's good yeah. to be back with you. Um, yeah. Goodness gracious. Here we are. We're going to do our best. That's all. Isn't it? Yep. That's right. All right, Vocal Fam. That's it. Peace out. We out. Peace. <laughs>